Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. This is episode 96, so we are still on our countdown to 100. That is correct. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the intro, or, well, I guess we're going to intro talking about home security and the importance of home security and all of that wonderful stuff. All right. So, um, why is uh, why is home security important? Because you don't want your house broken into. Oh yeah, and Gentry's here. So we are uh, we are talking about home security today. Uh, this is kind of the first episode. I don't know how long this is. We'll just kind of work through this a little bit, kind of like we did with some of the other stuff that we've been working through. And if we have a some type of uh, interview or something like that. Well, well, we'll kind of put a pause on that, do an interview, talk to somebody else about something different, and kind of come back to this. It's kind of our plan through the last set that we were doing. This is what we're going to follow this time. This time, you just guys, you guys just actually know about this beforehand. <laughs> I'm having trouble speaking today. I have not had enough coffee. I am currently just started my first cup. That is a pitifully small cup for your need for coffee today. It, it, it is. It really, really is. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Okay, listen. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we need to get into an ad. Uh, first off, I would like to say that uh, we don't have all of our ads pre-recorded yet. So there's that. Um, recently, fairly recently, we've actually just got a new sponsor. Um, and they have like a tremendous amount of knives. I really, really like knives. Um, I've gone through several knives um, currently, and I haven't made a, another video about this. We made a video about the Smith & Wesson uh, Karambit, folding Karambit that I had. And it was not, mm, it was it was really cheap. It was like $35. I like it. I carried it every day. Uh, I have no problem with it. Uh, except for the fact that it is wearing down very quick. But again, I've carried it every day for now six to eight months. Um, you know, I don't expect any knife to last forever. But, you know, I was just, I was a little disappointed that it's starting to kind of show signs of wear faster than I would like it to. I've actually been looking and talking to the guys from Knife Country USA, and uh, I'm trying to figure out like, maybe what else is out there. And when just like looking through their website, cause I can show y'all the, the, just the sheer amount of, Oh, things. A lot on, of knives. There's, there's, it, it's knife country USA. They have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of knives. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. So, uh, pocket knives, flay knives, hunting knives, fishing knives. Yes. Camping gear, axes and hatchets. I mean, just, yeah, if it's got blades, they probably have it. Anyway, a sword? I was thinking sword. <laughs> I don't know if they have swords. And I thought about that as soon as I said it. But anyway, okay, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right now because I'm not really sure. And I don't want this ad to last forever. Check out impactgear.live slash knife country. Okay. And you can see all kinds of different knives at all kinds of different price points. It is insane. I have seen everything on there from knives for under $10 all the way up to knives for hundreds of dollars. 
They got everything at every price range. Check them out. Impactgear.live slash knife country. All right. Today's news story is about a man named Marcus Everett. He is a real estate agent. So Marcus was coming back from a long day of work. He sat down on his couch and started to watch Lethal Weapon. Um, At this point, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. It was a really late day. He was just relaxing on his couch when he heard a commotion outside of his door. He gets up and goes and looks out his window, and across the street, his neighbor is having a spat with her boyfriend. Well, the boyfriend begins to uh, start beating up his neighbor. The boyfriend started beating up the girlfriend, um, and she is now yelling for help. He immediately picks up the phone and calls the police and tells them that there is a domestic dispute and there is a man beating up a woman across the street. Um, when the screaming stops and he looks over and the man is now choking her and she is doing everything she can to get out. He runs to his bedroom to throw on some pants. He, his plan is just to yell at them out of, out of the door to try and break things up by just yelling because he doesn't want to get too involved because you know he doesn't want to put too much risk on his life so if he can break it up with just words he's going to try and do that. Well, he's throwing on his pants, um, started running to his living room door and he sees the woman beating on his window. So she has gotten up from being choked and is now beating on his window asking him to open the door for her. So he lets her in, um, and he's trying to help like her with some of her wounds and everything, and she yells, get the door. He turns around, and uh, the boyfriend is now charging towards his front door. Mm. Yes. So keep in mind, Marcus Everett is five foot one. He's got a muscular build, but he is five foot one. This dude running at his door is six foot one and about 250. So he does not want to let this man in his house, obviously. He has a 1911 strapped to his hip, but he wants it to be his last resort. So he runs to that door and he like starts to try and slam it shut. Well, Mr. Boyfriend gets his hand against the door just in time to keep it from latching. So they're now in a fight to either shut or open the door. Um, he yells at um, her to get away from the door, like to run to a different part of the house. He finally manages to shut the door and lock it. Now the boyfriend is ramming his body against the door, repeatedly trying to get the door to bust open. It does not. He gets frustrated and starts running to a different part of the house. Marcus tells the woman that is now in his home to run to his bedroom and hide in the bedroom. And he runs to his back door, grabs his shotgun. So now he has his 1911 and a shotgun. (laughs) Yes, and his back door locked. He runs into the bedroom, he locks the door, and then barricades it with a black box, a heavy black box that was in his room. Um, And now they are both hiding in the room, waiting. The woman uh, hides in his closet for an extra layer of protection, and he is now waiting with the gun pointed at the door, waiting for the police to get there. All in all, the police took about seven minutes to get to the home. He said it felt more like 20 yeah. But, um, yeah, so he never had to use his weapon. He was able to get everything um, closed. He was yelling commands for the man to leave. Um, but, yeah, police only took seven minutes to respond, but all of that went down in that seven minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how slow time goes when you're in the middle of something. Um, as someone who's been in a um, – when I fought in the ring, you know, 30 seconds can feel – like a very long time at sometimes. 
Uh, and, it, and then if you're fighting, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes back, you know, back in the day, some of these rounds would go very, very long. And uh, like your first round, some of these things were like 10 minute rounds. And I think one of my fights was like eight minutes. And you're talking about how tired you are after eight minutes of solid fighting. It's insane. It feels forever. It is not a slow process. It's like so many things happen in eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Marcus credits uh, looking at a lot of USCCA's videos and mental preparation um, for helping him stay safe in that situation. And watching Lethal Weapon. <laughs> and watching Lethal Weapon. <laughs> it does not say whether he got back in time to finish the movie. Oh, well, you know. My guess is no. Probably not. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> All right. All right, so like we talked about earlier, uh, today's episode is mainly going to be an intro into the next little segment of episodes that we're going to be doing, which is talking really mainly about home security, setting up your home where it's less likely to be broken into, make it harder to be broken into, all of this kind of stuff. Um, let's just kind of go through some facts. Like, why is it important that we set up our home for some home security? Why, why should we really focus on this? Aside from the fact. a six-foot-one man is trying to bust his way through your door, you don't want it to give immediately. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, I think people really have a false sense of security when they're in their home in a lot of ways. And I kind of want to like through some of this, I kind of, I kind of want to talk about some of those things. Uh, people forget that people can see into their houses. I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm not somebody you, y'all know me. I'm not somebody who like, I don't pay attention to other people's conversations. I really, you know, it's, it's not something I'm not somebody that's like nosy. Um, it's not something that I think about a whole lot. If you are, if two people are talking near me, and they're not talking to me. I generally am not paying attention to anything as far as what they're saying. So when, you know, somebody then tries to go and tries to include me in that conversation, I have no idea what they've been talking about most of the time. But that's me. And I notice when riding down the road at times, if you look off to the side of the road, especially after dark, People have their windows open, their blinds open. You can see straight into their house, into their living rooms. You can see what they have driving down the road a lot of times. Uh, So people just has this uh, false sense of security when they're in their homes. And and it just absolutely amazes me. And some things that we've put on social media has really kind of just magnified that as far as at least my my perception of that, my my understanding of how people just get got to get this, this false sense of security. Well, I mean, you've also got to remember that home break-ins happen every 30 seconds. Yes. There is legitimately, the, the, the statistic is that a home break-in happens every 30 seconds. Yeah, in, in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah, like. Like, this is where we live, guys. Yeah, and 81% of our people that listen to this podcast consistently is from the U.S., so. And, like, and. Um, most of the time people are not there, you know, for most of the time people are not at home when it happens, but people are at home 
sometimes. Sometimes the people that break into the home don't expect someone to be home. But, you know, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's more of what's called a home invasion a lot of times when they're meaning to come in. And we have talked about this in some of our classes. You know, we had a concealed carry class where I had a, um, well, actually we had a home defense class and somebody was talking about a situation where somebody broke into their home. And then we had a concealed carry class where a lady was telling about a situation where someone, some friends had come over to their house and, or it was a friends of her brother or something had come over to their house, had left. And then later that night or a couple of nights, you remember that one, Jada? It was later that night or a couple of nights later or something. Those same friends of that, that brother invaded their house, tied them all up, stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So. I, I didn't remember exactly how the story went, but yes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of rough. They threatened the life of a few beat up. I think it beat up her brother. Yeah. It was, it was kind of rough and scary. And it's not like people think all oh, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yes, it freaking does. So we were talking earlier about the time of day that my house was broken into. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about that. Break-ins happen more often during the day, yeah. not so much at night. Mm-hmm. Mine was while we were at church. Yeah, um, We were gone for hours. We didn't go straight home after church. When we came home, it had been broken into. Yeah, um, You just think about it being more in the dark. You really don't think about it being during the day. But, you know, people look around, they can see whether you're at home or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they can see, you know, that a lot of times many of the neighbors are not at home. Mm-hmm. You know, or your house is kind of secluded or anything like that. You know, uh, I like the fact that my house is kind of secluded. But sometimes when you have a house that's kind of secluded, you have to take extra precautions Mm -hmm. to make your house harder to break into and less likely to break into. I have done that, you know. Well, we live in a neighborhood where, um, like, all our, we we pretty much all mind our own business. Yeah. But are also kind of looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird mix of, um, like, we don't really hang out with our neighbors. It's not like uh, like we're outside and it's like, hey, George, hey, Billy, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not uh, we could end up talking for hours if we catch each other outside kind of thing. It's usually just a nod and a slight wave. Mm-hmm. But if they see someone pull into our driveway that they don't know, they'll be like, everything good over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and we do the same for them. Um, and it's just kind of knowing that we've got the neighbors looking out for us, you know. Um, but we had an instance where someone just across the street from us on a side road, their house got broken into and a ton of their stuff got stolen. They were elderly and they had been away. I can't remember if they were on vacation or what. But they had no kind of alarm or anything. Someone just kicked through their door, came inside and stole a bunch of stuff. Um, it was a terrible situation. Everybody was upset, you know, um, cause they're kind of a like, staple family in the community and everything. Mm. Well, they purchased a security system that has a very loud audible alarm and, um, something happened and the alarm went off. This just happened to be a false alarm. Um, but Everybody in the neighborhood can hear the alarm, and we know exactly where it's coming from. And so you just see this, like, herd of the neighborhood men just all walking towards the house at the same time, (laughs) way before the police ever got there. And they go in and check everything out. There was no one there or anything. But it was just like, like no, we don't have community picnics or anything. 
but we hear one alarm and it's everybody surrounds and i think like if that had been an actual situation how quick would those guys have been out of there (laughs) yeah yeah it's like like they look out the window it's like uh dude (laughs) whole neighborhood's gonna (laughs) (laughs) We, we had a situation like that one time when i was newly married to my wife and um uh we were over at, at her family's house and across the road, everybody where they live is kind of like tucked away in some woods and stuff like that. And, uh, across the road, uh, their neighbor's alarm goes off and they knew they were going on vacation. And so my father-in-law like hands me a gun. He says, come on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so we go over to their house and check it all out. And it was a, it was a false alarm. Yeah, thank God. But it's like, yeah, kind of same, same situation. It was just like, no question. It was just like, he looked at me, he goes, come here. And he goes in there, hands me a gun. He grabbed a gun. He said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, and actually that kind of brings up the idea that, um, a lot of people think about, you know, break-ins and home invasions and stuff like that. Actually, that kind of stuff happens in rural areas a lot more than it does in urban areas. Well, people just automatically. What does that mean? It's in the country. In the country. Well, yeah. you got to think more like rural is this the country? In urban areas, people are more in people's business. Urban like they are the usually city. like right there. Like there's yeah. pretty much never a time when no one's around. Yeah, so they're less sense, likely to get caught in a rural area where there's more space. Like like I said, we don't have like community picnics or anything. It's not like we see each other or rubbing against each other all the time because we live in an apartment complex. We all have our own plots of land. You yeah. know. Um, so we have our own space. There are usually like trees separating each of the house. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a neighbor on either side that there's not a wall of trees separating me from. Um, somebody goes carrying out your TV. There's not necessarily people there to question. Hey, where are you going with that? Yeah. Ex- I mean, except for our neighbors, they have a two story house so they can see a little bit over the trees. So they're just like, I you know that car in the driveway. <laughs> uh, it was funny. My husband had, uh, our neighbors call. When when we were dating, he had our neighbors call us on him a couple times, because um, you know he had this Mazda with some LEDs, um, <laughs> and uh, then uh, then a Honda Del Sol, and then um, then then an Accord that did not look like an Accord. Um, <laughs> there were there were some things about it. Anyway, there may have been a wide body kid involved. Who, who knows? Um, so there's this but, young man in a sketchy looking vehicle over there exactly. at your house. Exactly. It's like uh. And your dad's Y'all like, no, know this car. no big deal. He's just dating my daughter. <laughs> exactly. Which my dad had neighbors call us on him one time because he walked up, like he he walked up from uh, uh, like a mile away in a cat in a hat suit, and our neighbors were like, um, Matthew, are you the cat in the hat? It's like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, just making sure because uh, I just didn't want some freak walking into your house. He goes, well, I am that freak walking into my house, so we're all good. <laughs> Anyway, good neighbors, good neighbors. <laughs> you know, they, we, we get each other popcorn at Christmas, all you know, all that jazz. But <laughs> you know, and actually, the the majority of like sexual assaults actually happen in, within the victim's home. I think we talked about it one time when you were on the podcast, and I want to say that you were not here, Jada. I'm not positive, but we were talking about. Uh, I was sitting there, so she was not here. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yes, yeah, you were not here, and uh, but in that. Book, the gift was of fear. Was that when I was sick? And in- I believe so. Okay. So the in the book, the gift of fear uh, by Gavin DeBacher was talking about how um, 
like that that one story about that lady that was trying to get into her apartment and the guy kind of like that used that force teaming to hey let's go let me help you out and everything and kind of takes her in and uh, and then rapes her so i mean that kind of stuff happens you know in a in situations like that sometimes it's by people we know or it's by people that the victim knows and you know sometimes it's not more than likely it is by somebody they know but at any rate they they kind of use that and get it you know and use that against them and and then use their home against them in that reality as well if you're home when an invasion occurs there's a one in four chance that you are more likely to become a victim of violence um yeah that's, I, go ahead so a lot a lot of times like like i said earlier sometimes when criminals break in to a house they don't realize someone's home and then it becomes a crime of opportunity. So either uh, someone's home and then they get beat up because they're home or uh, actually there is a, a lady home and then there are, they're just there to rob the place, but now it's a crime of opportunity. So now the lady gets raped or something along those lines. That actually statistically happens quite often. Right. Well, one in four chance. Yeah. So 25% of the Sometimes time. Sometimes mm-hmm. sleaze bags aren't picky. Yeah. True too. On what crime they commit. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it becomes a crime of opportunity at that point in time. So, Also, criminals look for easy entries. Yeah, they don't want to have to. Work like, too hard to get in. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this They is want what, it easy and quick. Well, I mean, think about how long um, in the news story, how long that situation in total lasted. Like, he didn't sit there for 10 minutes trying to bust down one door. You know, right, the right. whole situation from the police phone call to police arrival was seven minutes. Yeah. And so it only had to be a matter of seconds that he was trying to open that door and like bust through and it didn't work. So he moved on to something else. And then when he couldn't find another entry into the house, he went away, even though there was already someone in there he was trying to get to. Yeah. Even like with that one, there was motivation inside of the house. I mean, we've talked about with abductions and things as well. Criminals are not going to try that hard. They want something easy, fast, in and out, and they're done. So they don't want to get caught. Right. Right. Um, You know, we actually just had another video kind of go viral on TikTok. And we've not been trying that hard on TikTok. It's been kind of (laughs) like, yeah, throw something out there and see what happens. Um, But it was actually a clip from a video that we have over on YouTube where we're talking about hardening your doors and stuff like that. And the sheer amount of people who don't, understand and we're going to get to it in the next few podcasts when we're talking about hardening doors and stuff but the sheer amount of people that do not understand that criminals are lazy by nature and will they'll try something and when it doesn't work and it's been proven because we have like doorbell videos now and other videos about their people trying to break into a home and then leaving after the door doesn't come down within a few kicks and that's usually all it takes. And people like go like, what about a window? Uh, okay, how, how are they going to get crap in and out of your house through a freaking window? It's The statistics are just like way over there that it's the doorway they're coming through. Okay? Uh, I, I made a comment in the video that over half the time it's the front door. Because over half the time it's the front door. Okay? Then you have back doors and side doors. And windows is a very small piece of that. But everybody was like, oh, duh, it's a door. I mean, other than that, your only other choice is a window. 
And I was like, no, they didn't listen to what I said. It's the front door most of the time. Anyway, people are, yeah, criminals are generally lazy. Okay? They want an, an easy target. They want to get in and out as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah, I'm hitting that last one there. But our last point, uh, the criminal's goal is to get in and out as quickly as possible because they don't want to get caught. Yeah, and go figure they're lazy. They're robbing a house for one big payout instead of, you know, working the normal job and yeah, making regular income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, entire, that requires entirely too much motivation. Mm-hmm. And it's not the the vast majority. It's not like it's not like the kind of criminals you see in movies. They're not trying to look for payouts that's going to get them millions of dollars. Most of the time, it's payouts that'll get you hundreds of dollars to get you that next fix in a lot of cases, or mm-hmm. just you know whatever you need to pay for whatever you want. You know. Anyway, uh, so that's that's a lot of the things that the reasons why we need to like focus on home security and stuff like that. But what's like really the goal of home security is kind of, and really safety in a lot of ways is to kind of create these layers. So you have this layered approach to make it harder and harder and harder and harder to get through. So you're, there's always a next barrier for the person, you know, uh, you want to slow the criminal down. You want to give warning to yourself so you can get a weapon, call 911, uh, you know, get to a safe place and all that kind of stuff. Uh, or just make them look for an easier target. I mean, that's the kind, the whole goal of of home defense is really just those things. It's not that hard, uh, but it's just a lot of little things that is going to make it hard on people. And that's kind of like our whole goal behind a lot of this is just to make sure that we kind of give people uh, the thoughts and everything that they're going to need to make it through this. Um, yeah, with that in mind, uh, I think it's we're going to kind of start wrapping up. So we're going to talk about another ad really quick. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, play a pre-recorded ad this time. Kylie, 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 stop shooting lasers. Stop it. All right, listen. I know it's fun. I got you. I understand. And I know it's a whole lot cheaper than using ammo. But you know, if you constantly use the cert pistol nobody else gets a chance to use the cert pistol put it down out of curiosity why don't we just use our coupon code with cert to get more cert pistols so that we can all spend all the time we want using our cert pistols actually that's not a bad idea so if you actually go to certpistol.com and use the coupon code impact defense you get 10 percent off oh okay and I guess we don't get to use the cert pistol until we use our fun code. Apparently not. All right. So, uh, yeah, cert. That seemed like that one went on a lot longer than I remembered it going on. Um, in summary, home break-ins happen every 30 seconds. Um, you're more likely to become a victim of violence if you're inside of your home during a home break-in, and most of them happen during the day. The best way to prevent home break-ins or minimize your chances um, of having a home break-in 
or a successful home break-in for the criminal would be to take little steps, like a whole bunch of small layers of protection that add up on making something a lot more difficult because criminals are generally lazy and won't try too hard after the first couple tr- several tries fail. Uh, a couple of things that we need to mention before we end the podcast. This is episode 96. At episode 100, uh, we are very excited over uh, 100. I'm hoping everything comes together for episode 100. Um, we will be announcing a winner uh, of our gift card. So uh, that's a $250 Amazon gift card that Kylie is buying the winner. And what you need to do to be involved in that is go write us a review screenshot that send it over to me at brian b-r-i-a-n at impact defense dot online um yeah send that over and everybody who sends it over we are going to do a drawing and then send you a 250 dollar amazon gift card to whoever's the winner of the drawing if you guys are enjoying this podcast go ahead and go over to apple podcast rate us and write us a review speaking of which i guess all right. Also, uh, if you would like to help us out and and um, support us in other ways, you can scroll down at the very bottom. Uh, I have a question. Hold on. Of the show notes of this podcast, and there is a support us, and that is $4.99 a month. If you think that we at least give you $5 worth of uh, value in a month's time, I hope we give you at least $5 a month worth of value uh, with this. You can go over there, help us, support us, and support our coffee habit because that's that's where the first money is going to go. I'm not going to lie. It's just to buy our coffees, okay? And then after that, it's going to buy other gear and stuff that we need. What's your question? Have we had anyone no, listen? No, we have not had any more listeners from South Dakota. I looked right before we went on started recording. <laughs> so here we are, 96 episodes in, and we've never had a listen in South Dakota. We've had a listen in every other single uh, U.S. state and territory, including Guam. <laughs> and no listens in South Dakota. That's because Guam actually has people in it. Yeah, Jade is still convinced <laughs> that South Dakota doesn't have people in it. I just want somebody to get a listen over in South Dakota so we can then uh, go ahead and prove Jada wrong. So uh, any of the things we need to say as we're signing off here? I'm going on a hunt for somebody in South Dakota to <laughs> <still> listen. <laughs> Jada's going to go start friending. I mean, Jada, sorry, Jen, too many J's. Gentry's going to start friending people in uh, South Dakota. She's just going to start randomly sending friend requests to people who live in South Dakota. And then say, please listen to our podcast. Yeah, it's funny. Anytime we get a call on the uh, phone for the martial arts classes or anything, um, someone was like, are you the lady that I talked to on the phone last time? Um, Because I know it was a J name. And I was like, well, I'm Jada. There's a Gentry and a Julie. What? And they're like, oh, my gosh. And they're like, oh. Then I don't I don't know. <laughs> it was this day. I was like, it was probably Julie. Like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why I live my life in confusion. Thank God Kylie's name doesn't start with a J as well. We had one that like got all three of us at one point, you know, yeah. like not mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And was, I remember that one. It's just like oh, the person I was talking to last time. Um J- J- uh, Julie? No, a different different j- gentry? Yes. Yes, yes. I talked to Julie the time before that. Now, now, who am I speaking to? Jada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast or watching or however you catch this. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>